fires over the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. No! Not possible! Not possible! What is going on in right field? There's like seven or eight balls coming in here. Well, I take that back. There's about 40 this. balls coming there in There are here. balls coming from all over the place. Left field, center field, right field. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Dish from the Den starts now. Welcome back, Jags, to Dish from the Den, episode 12. I'm your host, Wyatt Jones, along with hosts Aaron Flam and Mr. Seeker. In today's episode, we are joined by head varsity Jaguar basketball coach, Coach Carranza, and Jaguar basketball players, Taylor Jacobs, and sisters, Caden Spickler and Avery Spickler. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. I'm good. Uh, well, can you guys walk us through how practices are working at the moment? Um, so we're wearing masks, but then we're like practicing like normal. Um, so every day before we, we go into the gym, we have to do a health screening and we have a temperature check. And then we go, we all go in with our masks and we uh, start our warmups and stretching. And then it's, we're in like stage three or something right now. So we can all scrimmage at the end and we can all pass the ball around and uh, it's just basically like a normal practice, just with the mass. What kind of restrictions do you guys have during practice? Is there any restrictions during this COVID? Um, not really. Uh, no, we're kind of out of that phase. Um, the restrictions are you have to have a mask on, and then we do our best to kind of make sure people are six feet apart when we're not actually competing and, and you know, um, getting up and down uh, scrimmages, um, and then we we clean the balls. Um, you know, we try to clean them throughout practice, and and we have the hand sanitizer that's out in the gym. We bring it in the gym during our practice, so the girls can kind of walk by and get a squirt here and there. You know, and so we're just trying to encourage using hand sanitizer and um, and just keeping things clean, the equipment clean right now. That's good. Um, Coach, do you feel like your your team's as prepared as they would be in a normal season? Like, do you feel like you're ready to start your first set of games really in a couple weeks here? Um, I think that we we will be. I think obviously, I think we could be um, better prepared. Uh, not being able to have any contact and scrimmage, um, and just being able to do a lot of drilling. I think it it kind of helped us being young with the fundamentals and stuff. Um, but it also took away from us progressing and moving forward more as a team and building chemistry, playing and, and that sort of thing. So we're just getting into that. And I think that, um, you know, in, in a few weeks when we play that, you know, we have potential to be there. But I do think that it has hindered us a little bit, um, you know, when we're looking at the team aspect and playing. Um, as a team, how do you guys feel about uh, starting the se- another, another season during this COVID crisis? Um, well, I'm very excited that we get to have a season. I 
do not like so much the fact that it's pushed, that it's shorter for one, and two, pushed into six weeks. That's a little rough. It's going to be a long six weeks, but I'm just very appreciative that we still have a season, and I'm very excited. I think that the videotaping everything is going to be kind of cool because we can, like, see our opponents and, like, we can study film, but it kind of will suck to not have fans. Yeah, Taylor, for you, what's, what's that like, like not being able to play in front of, you know, I know your, your dad's obviously a teacher here, your parents are very involved. What, what's that going to be like, like not being able to play with like, people in the stands? Um, I definitely feel like it's going to affect us just a little bit by the energy because fans always bring energy when you're playing on the court. They just make it um, more exciting. They hype you up and stuff. So I feel like it's going to be a little bit um, not as like – like energizing for us, but I still think we'll be able to pull through and do good. Coach, I have your your schedule up here now, um, and also the players can chime in, but looking at the schedule, like it's jam-packed. Caden kind of alluded to it that it's six weeks long. I mean, are there any concerns on your part? You're playing, you know, potentially like three games in a week. Is that, I mean, that's very abnormal, I would think, for high school basketball. Yeah, um, I, I am a little concerned about the schedule. Um, we have a four-game week um, in one of the weeks that we play, in one of the, what, six, seven weeks that we play. Um, and then we're we're young. So we have five, I think, five freshmen up, six freshmen up um, playing at the varsity level, um, and then only three juniors. So we're we're really young um so i worry about the fatigue factor um i worry that that might play into someone getting hurt and that sort of thing so we are trying to move a few things right now to our benefit um we're not going to accept any more road games um, because we we do have a heavy road schedule as well so that doesn't really uh, play to our benefit but we are trying to do some things to help um, ourselves on that end right now so there are some things in the works are, are you guys, do you guys have any games kind of circled on your schedule? Like I, I see Millennium and I know they've won a couple, I think two state titles in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Like, are there any games like that that you're really like fired up to play in? Millennium and Verado because Verado, I think, I think we could have beat them last year, but, um, and Millennium, like we know a bunch of kids that go there. So it'll be fun to like play them. And I think we could probably win that game too. That'd be a big win. That would be huge. It's huge, uh, huge win. Yeah, I know Millennium's a little bit, uh, or I know their coach left uh, this last year. So, you know, I guess I don't know what to expect, but it's that's always a good. It would be fun, I think, to have that rivalry with us and Millennium or, or us and Verada, like you said, just down the street a little bit. Um, any other games that, that stick out to you, like Coach, um, on your schedule that's like, hey, this is going to be a tough one, like you've kind of been talking to the kids about? Um, I, I think they're all going to be tough. I think we have to go into every game ready. Um, I do think the Verado Millennium are big for us, of course, because the kids all know each other, you know, the small area, they go to school with each other, that sort of thing, used to playing against each other. Um, so, so I do think that has a factor in kind of how excited they are to play, play those teams. Um, but nothing really kind of sticks out to me. I just think that all of them, I mean, I think that in our schedule, 
we're playing our um, division. We we actually have the better um, girls basketball teams in our division. Awa Free is always a contender for the state tournament. Um, Millennium, Verado. So we play play some really good teams. We're going to play Arcadia this year. They're always contenders. Um, so I think maybe they, they kind of pop out a little bit. Um, but just being young, uh, we're going to have to be ready for for most anything that we're up against. Uh, everyone in the team, who is the team leader that helps everybody get ready, gets prepared and everything? Who helps the team out? Um, I would say us, the people, me and like, Kaden yeah. and Taylor. We all help each other on different aspects, but us three are pretty main. Taylor, um, Taylor's our post leader. Like, she'll help the girls out on the post. I'm the point guard, so I help everybody through drills, like, walking them through and, like, plays and stuff. I'll, like, help them along to – because we have a bunch of new girls, like Coach said, a bunch of young girls. So, it like, during plays, I'll, like, push them through and, like, help remind them and things like that. I do more of the freshmen, like, because there's five. So, she can't, like, help everyone, obviously. So, I help more of the younger kids. Yeah. Adrian, what what is the what is like the car rides home after games? Do you ever like get on each other? Like, are you Avery ever like, Caden, you need to give me the ball more, or vice versa, or anything like that? <laughs> um, it's a lot. So last year, at least, it was. It's gonna be different from last year, but last year was a lot of um, blaming me for stuff and yelling at me, and but. But it, I mean, she's our point guard, so she's got. It's better for I her to tell us. I expect more yeah, she from expects her more than some of the other girls. So. So so it's it, it's it's good fun, or has it ever gotten heated where like you guys go your separate rooms or whatever, and and you're not speaking to each other for you know a few hours. Uh, not that much, like not as like there's like one or two times, but. Your parent, your parents have never stepped in and said like girls. Oh, like, oh my mom is very involved. My parents also yeah. yell at us for all the time how we play. Not yell, but constructive criticism. There you go, constructive criticism. Like when coach breaks down film with you, that's constructive criticism, right? Yeah, yeah. All it is, yeah. Taylor, what about you? I mean, you come Taylor from an athletic family. Does your your dad or mom ever get on you about playing or anything like that? I want to hear a good coach Jacob's story. You know. Um, honestly, my dad just told me to work hard and do my best. And no matter the outcome, as long as you put in the work and um, you tried your best on the court in the game, like the outcome is just the outcome, you know. But obviously, if I don't give my dad's all about attitude effort. So if I don't give that, then that's when he really gets on me. And I don't I don't like those situations. <laughs> yeah, I say that's that's probably when our parents yell at us the most. It's like attitude effort problems. What about uh, Coach, is, is she, um, and she's sitting here, but but you can be honest, like is she more of a yeller or is she more uh, like an encourager for you guys? Um, Coach is not a yeller. She will get on you, but she's not a yeller. Like she'll like sometimes, like she'll push you, but there's a stern tone behind it. It's not like she's yelling at you, like in your face yelling, but she'll like, 
like, it's like to get your focus kind of like yeah focus it's up not like a too. like a to be mean yeah type of way i like that i like that coach is that pretty accurate yeah, I, ho I hope so. I'm, I'm not much of a screamer yeller, but I hope so. I'll, I'll get on them and let them know when when they need it a little bit. So we're, uh, we're not going to see you like flip a chair out, you know, in the middle, like kind of a Bob Knight type thing or <laughs> crazy like that. No, I'm not. I'm not crazy. Yeah, I'm not a crazy screamer. It'd be a great video, but, but I won't maybe. be breaking any clipboards <laughs> or, throw, or throwing any igloos. Yeah, you, you might not have a job long, but it would make for a great video. <laughs> Put us in the news but yeah that'd be fun no it, it's, it's been really cool like uh, I, can you talk you alluded to it but I, you have what did you say five or six freshmen that are going to be playing up on varsity um is there anybody that sticks out or, or anybody you're expecting big things from this year um yeah i i think we will probably be starting you know they have potential to start a few of them right now um so um Madison Rebull came in um she's a good little solid guard and uh Mia Burgess came in and the girls have played with them before they've kind of grown up playing with them so they kind of know how they play and that sort of thing so um that chemistry we're kind of seeing it already um just in the last couple of practices of scrimmage and then finding each other and looking for each other so we're kind of excited to see I mean, we they all bring something different. Zoe's um, new, tall, uh, lanky. Uh, we got to keep her a little focused here and there. But, she, you know, she has tons of potential as a freshman. Um, and Naya Herrera is good ball handler. She kind of understands the game. Um, we have Naima. She's super athletic. Um, so we, we got to a pretty solid group of freshmen coming in that that have tons of potential we want to thank you guys very much for for coming on we do um uh, before we leave we have a little trivia game that we've been playing um it, it's uh, why it's gonna ask you the questions why do you want to introduce it and, and get us rolling uh, with it? well yeah it's just random trivia it's as simple as that i mean obviously there's the topic of wnba basketball but besides that just call it out if you know the answer and if you don't then you can sit back and keep peace it's well, are we are we going are we going every every woman in this case for herself like or are we you want to team it up or how, how many how do you want this to go uh how, how would you guys like to do it Everybody for themselves. No, oh, I think we should Everybody. team it up. I think we should. <laughs> no, no, we should team it up. <laughs> I ain't playing. No. No, Aaron, you're not playing. We we don't need that. Oh, phew. Okay. I'll be a coach. Okay, so we'll go, Caden and Coach against Avery. Yeah. And, and Taylor. Okay. Uh, I, and you guys, our viewers can't see this, but our listeners, but uh, but Caden and Avery are sitting right next to each other, so they can hold each other accountable. That nobody's googling answers, you know, stuff like that. So we don't want any any inconspicuous activity here. So uh, the game is called That Sure Obscure. Well, that's obscure. All right, well, let's just start it off. Number one, what college women's basketball team has the most national championships? A, Tennessee, B, Baylor, C, UConn, D, Notre Dame. C, 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 wait, C, wait, how are we C. doing? Just shout out the answer. 
Okay. Yeah. It is C. Yeah. It's not really. Oh, okay. I know. Well, what was it? It was yesterday or two days ago that Stanford uh, Coach Vanderveer became like the winningest coach in in yeah. college basketball. So I was thinking it could it was Stanford or Tennessee. Stanford on that list. Well, that was the only college basketball. So don't worry. The rest are, I promise, W and WNBA. Number two, who is the taller out of these two WNBA players? Margo Didek or Brittany Griner? B. Margo. <laughs> it is Margo. Margo Didek. What's yeah, your, what's she's seven foot two. Kaden, you just seven. hold your tongue. That's a tall woman. <laughs> I know. I'm just like... Taylor, do you know any of these? Do you watch? No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Why? She's seven foot two? She's seven foot two. Who's the, Taylor, I know you play inside. Who's the biggest girl, tallest girl at at Canyonville? You know? Uh, Zoe. (laughs) Zoe? Yeah. What is she checking? Yeah. Wait, what did she say? Sorry. How tall is she? Do you know? Uh, She's probably like 5'11", maybe? I don't know. Yeah, we're tall. She's pretty tall. Yeah, or six foot, maybe. Yeah, she's pretty tall. So that's that's still like almost a whole foot, probably or more shorter than than Margo. That's crazy. I'm gonna look up the seven two foot woman after this. <laughs> Please do. <Aaron. laughs> Number three, which WNBA team won four championships in a row from 1997 to 2000? A. Houston Hornets. B. Seattle Storm. C. Los Angeles Sparks. D. Atlanta Dream. B. Any other answers? No. Why I know the answer. I think I know the answer. But I know the answer too. What do you think it is, Aaron? Sparks. No. It's no. Houston. No. It is Comet. Houston Hornets. But it's not the Hornets. Oh, they used to be the Comets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were? Come on, Wyatt. You I'm sorry. Mistakes. And we get and we get a wrong. Mistakes. Mistakes happen, okay? Let's just get to the next question and ignore that ever happened, okay? Okay. Who was the first woman in the WNBA to dunk? A. Delisha Milton. C. Swin Cash. Sorry, I messed up. Okay. A. Delisha Milton. B. Swin Cash. C. Sheila Lambert. D. Lisa Leslie. I feel like I know this one too. <laughs> you got this, Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> I answered all the last ones. It's your turn. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if D- Lisa Leslie dunked or not. Maybe. I was going to say. Uh, maybe Lisa Lisa Cash. Lisa I don't know. The final answer is Lisa Leslie. I was uh, <laughs> I saw it, too. I saw the, the game that she did it. My gut was right. Well, she, yeah, I mean, she played a long time. Well, not a long time ago, but I, I, wow. she's been playing for a while. Yeah. I believe that dunk was in 2002. That's when you were born. Number no. five. <laughs> Who was the first draft pick of the 1999 draft? A, I am going to but- butcher this name. Sham. B, Betty Lennox. C, Crystal Robinson. D, Yolanda. Griffith. A. It is A. I'm not going to even try to say that name again. Should we go hold what what year was that again? Ninety what? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. 
So none of, none of them were, except for Coach, none of them were even born. Yeah. What year were you guys born in? Like 2003-ish? 2005. Yeah. So they were not even a speck in their parents' lives yet, you know? Yeah. I was in 99. I was in, I guess I was in college then, I guess. So Yeah, probably college. I was in high school. Yeah. I remember she was on the cover of, like, there was talk that she might try out for an NBA team. I remember uh, hearing about that. Like come out of Tennessee, like she wanted to play with the boys because the NBA, WNBA was just kind of, you know, new at that time, and uh, and she was obviously really talented. So, yeah. Speaking of new, like when was the WNBA founded? A. March twenty second, nineteen ninety six. B. April twenty second, nineteen ninety six. C. June 29th, nineteen ninety six. D. September fourteenth, nineteen ninety six. C. I'm kind of 96. I All I have know. to do is guess the month. <laughs> <laughs> I already said C. No. Any so, other answers? Mm. <laughs> the June one. Yeah. yeah, I said C, and he said it's not right. So, A B. April 22nd, 1996. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and on sub websites, it counts as April 24th, but I went to WN. NBA.com to find the specific date for that. It was April 22nd, 1996. That's the same website you found the Houston Hornets, though? <laughs> no. No. How I'm going to talk about that. Uh, I, I don't know. Let, let's just skip that. bring the fine print. I can tell. I can't. Mm-mm. You need to get me some glasses. Uh, number seven. Last question. What is the average salary of a WNBA player? A, 95000 B ninety seven thousand, C a hundred thousand, D a hundred and two thousand. A say B. That's gonna be my second. Coach Taylor. What'd you say? A or Kaden? I said she said B seven, but I feel like it's ninety five. I'm B. It is C, a hundred thousand. It's not exactly a hundred thousand. It was a hundred thousand and two hundred and fifteen and sixty-eight cents, I believe, to be exact. But I just Actually, don't know. I want to know what's the highest-paid salary. Uh, Sue Bird got like five hundred thousand last year with her bonus for who? Got, who gets paid more? Tarasi, maybe gets paid the most. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Tarasi would possibly. God, I mean, I know a lot of gap then. Yeah, well, they they play because what is the WNBA season like four months or something like that, and then they go play other places overseas. But crazy when you think about you know Giannis, the Greek freak, just signed a two hundred twenty yeah. contract for he's, five years. So. He's being paid little, more than the whole NBA, and it's I'm like it's a big wage gap. Yeah, it's, I mean it's big, but that's that's crazy. It's just it's crazy. You know, LeBron, all those guys are making upwards of forty million a year, but still, I mean ninety thousand, hundred thousand, that's a lot. Yeah, of money. I would I would die for that much money. Thank you, Aaron. Well, thank you very much for playing. We didn't keep score like we should have, but um, you can see we're not very professional anyway. But it was a good, it was a good round. The the lesson I think is Taylor needs to watch more WNBA basketball. So I don't think (laughs) really, really let us down. Yeah, maybe maybe a practice today we can watch some film or something on WNBA players coach. Put that work that into the homework or something assignments you give them. So, but yeah, but uh, thank you very much for coming. I mean, best of luck this season. We hope, you know, obviously 
numbers continue to go down and you're able to get a full season in, um, you know, everybody stays healthy and all that. But uh, but best of luck and hopefully we'll be out, you know, watching you guys pretty soon. Yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. So there you are, members of the Canyonview Girls Varsity Basketball Team. The, their first game will be January 6th, so just a couple weeks from now, against Ironwood. That is an away game. They do not return home for another few days on January 8th against Sunny Slope. So please check that out. All games right now will be live streamed uh, just because there's no fans allowed at, at, at any of our facilities at this point. Hopefully that changes in the near future. But for now, continue to check out cvjags.com for all the latest information about live streaming and where you can watch some of that action. Uh, boys, now it is time to go into our next segment called What Did I Miss? What did I miss? What, what did I miss? What did I miss? Well, today I had something that came up on my Instagram feed, which made me laugh. So, um, a couple days ago, Tom Brady's home was invaded. But it was nothing was stolen. Tom Brady woke up with his family, went in the living room, found a homeless man inside his couch sleeping. And they had the whole video. I think it's a video of it, but it, it was just a little, it was just laughable because there was nothing else. He just said an old homeless man went into the, his house and just slept on his couch and didn't steal anything. It was just funny. And Tom Brady, he got a, got a, um, a comment at the press and said, what do you do with the homeless man? He said, he just up and left. I, I did not see that story. That's crazy. Because, I mean, you I would have to guess that Tom Brady's living in, like, a gated community, which would make it a little more challenging for a so homeless that man had to, like, jump a fence to get to his house. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I know people, like, I have some family and, and people I know, friends that live in, like, you know, multi-million dollar homes, gated community. And, and most of those places have, like, a security guard. They have security cameras set up, you know, kind of around the perimeter. So I, I would be fascinated to know, like, how he got in to his house. I know he was renting Derek Jeter's house for a while and then moved out a few months back to his own place. But uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, cool. It was surprising when I saw that story. It was just, just laughable. Wyatt, have you ever had a, a strange man show up in your home? <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe I have. Not, I have one time. I, had a, I came home um, and someone had broken in and I, I saw him there and uh, thankfully he left like without incident. It was obviously pretty scary, but um you know, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. It's a strange thing. You feel, I guess, a little invaded, even though I'm glad, you know, Tom Brady wasn't hurt or anything like that, or nobody was, you know, nothing crazy happened. You walk but, in, you're like, just talking to him. You're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> that's it, how Tom Brady had to play it. It is. That's pretty, pretty much what I did. It actually, I knew the person somewhat when I walked in. He was, he lived down the street and I guess, you know, he had some issues and stuff like that was basically looking for stuff to steal and try and pawn off and, make a little cash, but, uh, you know, it was, it was unfortunate, but yeah, you, there's nothing, there's no book on that. You know, you just yeah. kind of like, Hey, like, this is awkward for me as it is for you. We're hoping, you know, just hoping nobody gets hurt. And, and so I'm be. surprised you didn't steal anything though. Hey, you never know, you know, you never know. Yeah. There's been some, uh, some crazy instances where people, uh, there was a story a few, it's like a year or two ago where someone went into the wrong house. Like basically he had been drinking too much. And oh, uh, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. When, it was an athlete and he went into the wrong house, um, a neighbor's house instead of his own, like was confused, you know, disoriented. And, uh, they, he ended up getting the cops called on him stuff like that. So that <laughs> was funny. yeah, very good story though. Very, very good. Glad everybody's okay. 
So my story is actually has to do with signing day yesterday. I don't know if you guys follow high school recruiting a whole lot. Um, I do somewhat. But yesterday was National Signing Day, meaning most high school football players were signing letters of where they were going to attend um, attend college. So my favorite story came uh, by way of a, uh, of a guy. He's a uh, football player in, in Texas and has one of the best names I, I've ever seen. And, and his name is uh, General Booty. First name General. <laughs> name Booty. And that, and that is a hundred percent like birth name, like parents gave him. That's not a nickname, you know, I wonder General. what made their parents say that, but that's something if he gets to the NFL. It's it's very well. It's, I'm glad you asked that, Aaron. Um, his actual his full name is actually General Axel Booty, middle name Axel. Uh, and I was reading a little bit about him because I heard the story. Uh, there's this guy, and and he's a good quarterback. So he plays for the same high school that produced Kyler Murray. You know, they have a, a very big. They it's a high school, Allen Allen High School in Texas. They have like a $60 million football stadium, you know, just like crazy, get thousands of fans every weekend for games. And uh, and he's a good quarterback. So he's getting recruited, um, not by like high-end D1, but like Louisiana, Monroe, Yale, Liberty, those kinds of schools. And and as far as I know, I was kind of checking on him yesterday. He didn't make a decision yesterday, but he was, uh, they thought he, you know, he might sign or, or sign in the near future. But basically his, he comes from like this crazy athletic family uh, his older, uh, or so he, he's basically a third generation. So his grandpa was like a, a top high school quarterback and then went on to play college at uh, Mississippi State in Arkansas was a quarterback. Uh, he had his his uh, older uncle, uh, Josh Booty. You may, I mean, you can Google him, look it up. He played, um, he was a top high school quarterback, basically the same uh, out of Louisiana, same uh, time as Peyton Manning was coming out. And him and Peyton Manning were kind of like, you know, right there, like one, two in the quarterback rankings. He ended up Josh Booty getting drafted and playing professional baseball for a few years and then went back to college later and played quarterback at LSU. Uh, his dad, so General Booty's dad, it's a great name to say, General Booty's dad, but he uh, he was a uh, wide receiver at LSU. His uncle, John David Booty, was a quarterback at USC. You know, all had kind of stints and brief um, tryouts in the NFL, stuff like that. So crazy athletic family. He's kind of the latest one or the first of the grandkids, but – but just the fact that that his name is General Axel Booty is uh is like you said great. If I wake up in the morning and I look up on the internet and he gets drafted by an NFL team and I go watch a game and I hear General Booty in the game, I <laughs> I don't know what to say. Would you, would you get a Booty jersey? A jersey with just the name Booty on the back? You know the Dolphins. <laughs> I probably would just for the namesake. Just, just a Booty jersey. I think I think yeah, that's. I don't care if he's on Miami Dolphin. I'm just gonna pick up the jersey. Yeah, I, I will. I will give you guys a little warning. Please do not Google General Booty or be careful when you do, because uh, there might be <laughs> the internet could be a scary place. You could go to a dark, dark place if you get down that path. So uh, the deep <laughs> web. <laughs> yeah. But on Instagram, it's great. Great follow Twitter. Um, I, I think it's at at General Booty ten. That is numbers ten. So it's at General Booty ten. I believe is his uh, handle. But but check him out. Like, fun. And he has fun with it. Like that's all the interviews and stuff I was reading about. Like you know, he he fully knows that his name is weird. But just, I'm gonna go check it out. So. General Booty, yeah, for Allen, Texas, General Booty, uh, the next could be the next great thing. <laughs> He's gonna be like so, the next Jake Cutler. <laughs> so for me, uh, I don't really got much news, but I thought it was kind of interesting that uh, Hassan Reddick, Cardinals' uh, outside linebacker, fourth year, had one of the best sacks in the history of the Card Cardinals franchise I I've seen, uh, yeah. last Sunday. 
against the Giants. Um, it was also the top individual performance in the whole NFL last week, according to the pro football focus. But, I mean, he earned an overall grade of 95.3. And, I don't know, Ooh. I thought it was super cool that he got it. I mean, he got five sacks and three forced fumbles against the Giants, which is crazy. Uh, not much news, just small little thing that I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, Hassan Reddick, he's a, he's one of the most decent players. I feel like the one of the most slept on player, young players, because of he's very athletic. One of the most athletic linebackers we have today, right now, and him doing that, I feel like it's, he's not gonna be slept on anymore by a lot of people after seeing that performance. And I feel like he's gonna get his credit, uh, getting a lot of credit for it. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's a big win for them. I know the Giants. Some people say like, "Oh, you know, they just beat the Giants." But the Giants had won, I believe, four straight, and so and they're you know they're right in the thick of the uh, division championship or first place. So, good win for them. I mean, the Cardinals. I, I believe if they win two of their last three, they're in the playoffs. If they win all three, then they're definitely in something along those lines. So they're you know they're in it, and, and he's a big, big, big part of that. Him and Buda Baker are fun to watch. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Buda Baker is very athletic. Agreed. Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Dish from the Den. Uh, unfortunately, we are going to be taking a break for winter break. Um, and all that I have for you is have a wonderful winter break, Jags. Yes. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Mm-hmm.